Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it up for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am really, really excited about today's show because... Well, I'm going to out myself. Um, I normally have a guest, but I just wanted to talk to you about something major, major happening in my life. And I apologize in advance if I get emotional on this one. Um, Basically, as we all know, the show is called Have It All. And I have not had it all. Um, I know at any time in life, we we can't necessarily expect to have it all, but... I've been close for a long time, if I sit in grateful. I mean, obviously, there's always more things we can have, more money, more toys, more whatever. Um, But the one thing in life that when people ask me what I want, it's to be a mom. And I've been like that since I was probably hmm, 26, maybe, or even younger, And from the time I was 21 to the time I was 26, I had a boyfriend and I always pictured marrying him and being a mom to his children um, until the end of the relationship when I, in truth, was the one who ended it because I realized that he was much more comfortable with the insecure version of me that he met at 21. And those of most of you know that at at 21, I had just lost most of my weight. I hadn't quite lost it all yet. But I mean, at 15, I weighed 200 pounds and I really struggled until I was 27 to um, be the person I believe I have been for the past 20 years and to really, uh, I don't know, like not struggle with weight, I guess is the best way to put it. Like my whole life was wrapped up in that. And I wasted so much time caring about how I looked and not being able to control my eating and all sorts of things. And so like that relationship, I mean, he was one of the most nurturing people I've ever met in my life and so kind. Um, And to the day I broke up with him, I was happy to see him. But I mean, we still talk on occasion and we both are sure that it wasn't the right thing for both of us because he was much more of a hermit type that when I was, when I, he would love it when I was too insecure to go out. (laughs) Like we'd be invited to a networking event or a party or something. And back then I would literally, I was a size four. I'm smaller than I am now. I mean, bordering a size two, honestly, and sometimes even a zero. And I would try on everything in my wardrobe and decide that I wasn't thin enough or like, like I didn't look good enough in anything to go out. And then he wouldn't have to go. So as I said, like I have completely come past that. I don't try on my whole wardrobe. I mean, on occasion, all women do. But but for the most part, like I haven't done those crazy behaviors in forever. Um, but as I said, like I have always longed to be a mom. And after I broke up with him, I jumped from relationship to relationship in my 20s um, and just 
I guess it wasn't because I wanted children. Like I just felt like I needed a partner and really needed to grow on my own. And I'm so glad that I did. And around 30, when I really started wanting to be in a relationship again, I started hanging out with women who are, a number of us, our careers started to take off, which happened for me. And then a few of us got married And the ones who got married, three of five of my close girlfriends were cheated on. I should probably backtrack a little here. The reason I'm telling you all this is because, as I said, I'll I'll jump back into this, but I, in doing this radio show, realized that I'm telling everybody else they should have it all, and I have this longing dream to be a mom. And I'm 46 years old, and I'd been told a few years ago that unless I wanted to like stop every, drop everything, and have kids on my own, like now, and I mean by now, my gynecologist was like, I don't mean next month. I'm talking now. Um, I would probably not have my own children. Um, It could happen still, but, and I could carry, I just probably um, am not able to conceive them. Um, So, and the whole fertility thing, like a doctor told me, this is at this time, a doctor told me that if I didn't have $30,000 that I really, truly didn't care about, I shouldn't even try to freeze eggs at that point because it probably wasn't going to work. Um, so, and I don't have $30,000 just to throw away like that. So long story short, I always had this longing to adopt a child. Um, I'm not sure if it's because I, two of my best friends in high school were, um, were foster, well, not foster children. They were adopted children. And so I was exposed to adoption and wonderful families adopting from a very young age. And I think I secretly have this notion that adopted children are nicer than other children because as I was being bullied in high school for weighing 200 pounds, um, the two people who were nicest to me both happened to be adopted. So anyway, in the process of doing this radio show and blatantly realizing and talking to my coach that the one thing that I've wanted forever was to adopt, I took the first step back in April and went to an orientation to potentially adopt a foster child. And I'm super excited to say that literally any day I could be a mom now. Um, I'm over the moon with the amount of love that has been surrounding me. Um, As I said, everyone who knows me, and again, I'm sorry for being emotional, but everybody who knows me knows that this is something that I've wanted my entire adult life. I grew up with a cousin who she now has five children and both of us always said we want five kids. And over the years, I've tweeted on social media saying things like, you know, if I had a rough day, like there was a time that I literally flew to Miami um, to get on the cruise ship and in flying there, there was um, an emergency landing. And needless to say, I was super shaken. And then when I got there, I got in the cab and I only had a credit card. I didn't have cash and I don't carry an ATM card. I've always been like that. Like I don't like ATM cards. Um, I don't, I'm sort of afraid of going to them, which is kind of a weird phobia, 
But um, I just, I don't carry an ATM card. And so the driver basically was going to kidnap me. So I had just gotten off an emergency landing, super freaked out. And then the driver was going to kidnap me. I literally called 911 to get out of his car. Like I offered him a check. I offered him a credit card and he wouldn't take either. So he was taking me to an ATM and he's like, he was basically telling me that he's not going to let me leave until I get money from the ATM. Only I didn't even have a card and he just didn't believe me. So I called 911 and I had to, then he took me to my hotel. And in the process of that, um, I tweeted in a, an extremely emotional state. Some days I wish I chose mom and not because I think mom, like being a mom is easy, but because it's something that has been in my heart forever to do. And I had wished that I did both. Um, and so I got a lot of backlash from moms going, being a mom isn't easy and, you know, things like that. And so I've frayed or I've strayed away from telling the truth for a long time um, because I didn't want, I'm, I'm a slightly sensitive person and I didn't want people to judge and say things like that again. Um, and as I said, it's always been something that I wanted, but... Um, going back to the story I was telling, so a number of my girlfriends were cheated on in the first year of marriage. Like, dating is hard in L.A. It's probably hard everywhere, but it's hard in L.A. Like, over the years, the stories I could tell, um, it's kind of crazy. And my one girlfriend literally, um, first year of marriage, caught her husband, um, basically communicating with prostitutes. Um, not basically, like that's what happened. Um, he was a sex addict and we all thought he was the greatest guy. Like he was the one boyfriend of everybody's that, and, and then husband that I was jealous of. And I don't mean jealous, like I wasn't happy for her, but it was like, God, I wish I could meet a guy like Steve. And long story short, like she wound up staying with him and he was a traveling salesman who was sleeping or he, well, it doesn't matter what he did really, but he was traveling for work. And so he would be on the road and hooking up with prostitutes. And like, I do not know how, again, not judging my friend, but I couldn't imagine, you know, knowing that my husband did that and did it, but I've never fallen in love to that degree that I've committed my life to everybody. So to somebody, so what, what do I know? Um, then another friend's husband was a photographer and we would go walking all the time. She was a magazine writer and we would go walking and she would be like, yeah, my husband doesn't pay for things and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, what? So they would go out to dinner and he wouldn't even pay for her. And I'm like, you're married. And so she was like, yeah, I cook because I can't afford to keep up with him. And I, I just had never heard a marriage model like that before. And so that seemed a little fishy to me. And then there were other things that she would say that, you know, obviously, again, I've never been married. I wasn't going to judge, but it was weird. Well, turns out he was having an affair from before the time they even got married. And again, seemed like a normal guy. I didn't look at him. And I mean, that one, as I said, was a little fishier. There were things that she'd say that I'd be like, what? And so long story short, he also was, um, well, he'd been having an affair with one woman from before the time they'd gotten married. And literally, she later found, after being in the first year of marriage at some point, found an email from the other woman saying, why are you marrying her, that the email was the night before her wedding. 
So needless to say, she was super devastated. And then another girlfriend who had um, kind of given up on her career for a guy, the same thing. So I think honestly, at that time, I was just kind of like, I'm moving forward with my career. I want a guy. I want to get married. I want all of that. But I wasn't really available. And I say I was, and I was jumping on planes wishing I'd meet people, but all the while, like you show up at a hotel, and while I feel like a princess saying this, but I would show up at a hotel, and there would be a bubble bath, and champagne, and I mean, like a way to do a bubble bath, like a giant tub, and champagne, and it'd be like, welcome to wherever, but at the end of the day, in this gorgeous suite, you're by yourself, and and while, again, you know, I was lucky to have someone point out to me at one point that people would kill to sit in a makeup chair and people would kill to be picked up in a limo and, or not a limo, but a car service and then taken to a hotel like this. And I agreed. I was too, like I was truly grateful, but at the end of the day, like I would have traded all of that for the guy of my dreams and to be a mom. And I know some moms out there are probably thinking you're crazy. And as I said, I'm about to take this journey to be a mom because that's just how my heart feels. Um, It's something I can't help. I'm sure we all can relate um, to wanting something so deeply that the other things don't matter. And truly, like when I am dating people, I've always chosen love over money. I mean, I, I don't, I've had very few boyfriends who are even as well off as I've been lucky to be. Um, I, as I said, I would prefer to love a child than have this big career being given champagne. Honestly, I don't even drink that much. And all those bottles of champagne, like I'd never even touched. I just gave them to somebody on a set or somewhere I was. So, um, But as I said, my exciting announcement, which I will talk about, um, is that, yes, I went through the foster care system and I have gone through hours and hours and hours of classes and had a social worker come to my house four times and I baby proofed the heck out of my house. And um, for those who don't know, the way it works is after you get certified, they literally call you and tell you the situation that the child that they've attained is in and you say yes or no. So I could literally go to bed one night and wake up the next morning a mom. It's that crazy. Um, I've been walking around ever since I finished the process. Um, I'm Right now, I'm waiting uh, to be signed off on, but I've been walking around going, they're going to hand me a person. Um, which, as I said, is the most exciting thing to me in the whole world. And the other thing I should say is, you know, for me, like having it all and having a child, the reason I know that I'm I'm so wanting this is every time anybody asks what's on your bucket list, the truth is the only thing I think is being a mom. Like, yes, there are things I want to do in life. But I have gotten to do so many cool things already. So like hiking Kilimanjaro, sure, I could do that. But I'd rather be a mom, I think. Um, And uh, I'm trying to think what else. I'm like just everything. You know, I listen to people's bucket lists and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Like the, the only thing, if I were to die tomorrow, the thing that I would regret was not 
following that dream. So on that note, I am going to go to break, but when I come back, I'm going to elaborate a little more on have it all, the process, what got me here, and hopefully encourage you to go deep in your heart and figure out what that dream is so you too can have it all. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I am back by myself today. I'm flying solo on purpose because I am sharing an incredibly exciting piece of information about my life. Um, And having it all, I am about to be a mom of a little girl um, that I'm acquiring through foster care. 
I, um, as you can see, I'm very choked up about this. Um, this is about me today, but it's also really about you just as much, if not more. Um, and I think kind of outing myself, um, for having this deep, deep longing for so long that I haven't gone after when I'm constantly telling everybody else to follow their passion and encouraging you to have it all. So I want to take a minute to have you really, really, really think like if someone, I mean, having it all is kind of a funny notion, right? Because I mean, I guess we never really do. Like, we always have obstacles. We all always have challenges. For me right now, I mean, my health, given my car accident, isn't where I wish it was. And it could be an excuse um, not to do some things. Um, I'm doing the best I can with that. Um, two years later, I still have post-concussion um, issues. Um, which took me seriously out of work for a solid year, if not more. And, um, and, and when I say took me out, like I really couldn't do the things I couldn't, that I was doing now it's, um, you know, it's much, much better. I'm speaking again, but it still is not like it used to be. I don't have the same. I mean, I used to sleep. I mean, I never used to sleep at all, literally. I mean, I slept so little. But anyway, my point is that so having it all is this elusive like, you know, you have to be grateful and you have to appreciate what you have. But I think when you say have it all in for most people, there's something that immediately pops to your head. Um, it's funny because for me, it's always been children. Yes, I would love to find my soulmate. I absolutely long for that. Um, but even more so, I, it's funny, the captain of my tennis team, when I told her what I was doing, she said to me, she's a mom of two and she has a husband and she's happily married. And she said she always knew that she would do foster or find some way to have a child because in the same thing in her heart, she's like, if I died feeling like I wasn't a mom, I would feel like something was truly, truly missing. Um, and she's like, while I would love to have a life partner and I'm so grateful that I do, she never felt that way. Now, granted, she does. So who knows, you know, any of that. But for me, like a wedding and um, all of that, like maybe it's my age now, I got to a point where I'm like, if I even had a wedding, all I would want is a cute dress and a lot of love around me. Um, but, but the child thing is like, so, so strong. And as I said, everybody who knows me knows it's been like that. So going back to you, like, what is that for you? What is that thing? Is it that you always wanted to do another business and you're not taking that step and you know that? Is it that you, um, I don't know, same thing, like you want to be a mom? Um, I should probably say that part of the reason I chose to go the foster care route um, is, well, a number of reasons. One, I did significant amounts of volunteering over the years with foster children, um, mostly kids who'd aged out of the system and had no resources whatsoever. And I would teach them how to cook so they could do that for themselves. Um, but also there's an organization called CASA, which is child, 
appointed special advocate where um, a volunteer goes and is appointed to a child who's been bounced from house to house in foster care. And they're given um, a steady person in their life to fight for them in court and fight for their rights when they're just being bounced around like nobody cares about them. Um, and that's a volunteer position. I didn't actually do that, but I, um, you know, helped the organization with a couple events and things like that to raise money so that other people could do that. And then, um, but in the process of that, and then recently learning that 77% of the girls who age out of the foster care system end up um, getting pregnant one to two years after they get out of, like after they've aged out. So basically these girls with no resources who were never adopted end up either hooking up with some guy likely because they don't have anybody and they get pregnant and they obviously don't have a way to keep the children. So we're creating more foster children that way. Um, or they're sex trafficked, which is even more horrifying. Um, they're targeted because people know that they don't have anybody and they could get away with it. Um, but the, the most horrifying statistic, I think, is that currently in Los Angeles County alone, 35,000 children don't have love. 35,000 children just in L.A., um, I learned that the night that I went to my first orientation, um, that was back in April. Um, my business coach at the time, as I was talking about things, um, said, why don't you just go take the first step? Um, I, I think the reason that I didn't, well, actually I know the reason I didn't do this sooner as I was telling everybody else, make sure you're following your dreams. Weight loss is easier when you're following your dreams. Um, it's because I think that sometimes we are so programmed, and I'm talking about myself here, that you're supposed to get the guy, then you're supposed to have the child, or you're supposed to do this, and then you're supposed to do this, which I think we're all guilty of. Like, I'm supposed to wait till my children go to school before I follow that dream job. Um, and interestingly, on that one, I mean, I know a number of moms that I've coached have been like that, and it's amazing how when we're following our own passion and um, pursuing our own dreams, how much easier weight loss is, I I can't even tell you. Like every client that I've worked with, when I see them follow something that they absolutely love, like the pounds fall off. And when they're holding on to this thing that's such a longing, it's so much harder. And I know that when I'm in a relationship, it's so much easier for me to lose weight. It's like, and then when I'm not, it's hard. Like, and I think it's that part of me that doesn't feel 100% fulfilled. And I know that people look at me and I know that I'm this perky girl on TV all the time who's, you know, like encouraging everybody. And I am. Um, and I truly am that person in my office. They laugh at me for the funny noises I make and the, you know, like one of my interns right now, like I'm really coaching her on messaging positively because she's this beautiful bundle of excitement and love. And I mean, she's just like this magnificent human, but she says things all the time, like with my luck. And I'm like, you need to stop that. Um, because she would just be the craziest powerhouse I've met in forever if she could message in a way that was actually supporting her dreams and supporting like 
goodness, if that makes sense. Not against other people. Like, as I said, she's just a bundle of love. She's a bundle of energy. The second I met her, I'm like, yes, you can come work with me. Um, and she showed up like the absolute antithesis of what everyone thinks of a millennial, just working her little tail off. And I mean, she's amazing. But as I said, like, I see this block of like, as if luck is not on her side. And if she would flip that, I'm telling you, like, and as I said, I'm working on it with her and she's getting a little better. <laughs> we, she's only been here about five weeks, but she will be through it. So as I said, I am this positive person, but in those moments on Friday nights, usually to be honest, it's like Monday through Friday, I go about my life and I'm, you know, passionate about helping everyone and you know, trying to make change and developing recipes and getting lost in everything. And then Friday night comes. And in those times that I'm not in a relationship, I get that like, oh, I didn't make plans because I was so busy trying to do other things. And honestly, for the past five years or so, since I found my beach tennis community, I don't even have those moments that much because that community is so full of love. Like everybody's just always doing something, always supporting each other, always throwing parties for each other. It's literally more like a church community that I've heard. Like I've gone to churches and I've never really resonated it with it because I've never, like in middle America, it sounds like, granted I grew up in Pennsylvania and it wasn't like this, but it sounds like if you're involved in your church, like people are truly, truly there for you. And you have this like extended family and we don't, I, I haven't found that in LA. I actually found the girls at the local Catholic church to be super catty and mean, like meaner than almost the mean girls like in high school, which was really funny. Um, but as I said, the beach tennis community, like because I have them now, I don't really have those sad moments in the same way. Um, but it's kind of good that I did for a while to remind me of what I want. So anyway, going back to it, like, what is that longing that you're having? We, Samantha Edis a couple, a few weeks ago, well, actually probably a few more now, but was on the radio show and she was talking about how like a lot of stay at home moms aren't as happy. Their marriages aren't as good, things like that. If they're not working also or pursuing a hobby, like it's not like you have to be a career woman, not like you have to, you know, be the over the top power woman because a lot of those women aren't happy either. But if there's nothing you're doing for you and you are so wrapped up in your kids, um, she would argue that, um, well, you're so wrapped up in your kids and your husband and nothing for you that you're actually setting yourself up to be um, a less uh, I guess, I don't know what the word is, parent. Um, but, and in, and with no judgment, like, please, people don't take judgment with this. It's just, you know, something to think about. Like, are you, are you following your passion? Are you overweight because you're not going to the gym? And if you are, like, how do you incorporate the kids in that? Because the truth is, like, the kids seeing you at the gym, seeing you take that time is setting that up to be a priority for them. Like, I told you, I have a baby coming any day now, and I already have my stroller classes planned. Like over the years, I've seen moms doing workouts. They're probably going to hate me because I'm obviously not going to have the pregnancy weight to lose. But I've seen the moms like they line up the strollers and they do, you know, dips and all sorts of things on the strand. And it's like, that's so cool. Um, so 
as I said, like, I think that it's doable. Is it easy? No, heck no, it's not easy. Do I have any idea as a single parent how this is all going to go for me? Heck no. Am I terrified out of my mind? Yes, I am. That said, I also manifested a nanny who would also work for my business. So, I mean, it's funny because a number of people told me that I wouldn't find that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try. And so I literally found a woman who has her master's degree um, in child development and she likes to cook. So I've hired her before the baby to start helping me like just in for now. She's helping me get organized, helping me streamline. She's learning me. I'm learning her. So when the baby arrives and I have to go out of town or I have to whatever, like, I mean, I seriously was panicked, like being a single parent before I found her, because it's like, how am I going to do this with, you know, yeah, you can call in a babysitter here or there. But the truth is, like, this is not going to be easy. And I am so, on one hand, terrified and so excited. So it's like, what is that thing for you? What is that thing that you're terrified to do, but you know that it gnaws at you? You know it's keeping you from being fit. You know it's keeping you from... X, Y, or Z. What is that? I would be so excited if nothing ever happened from this radio show, then you figuring out what that thing is and getting you to do it. And as I said, for me, I think that, um, like the thinking, it's the thinking the block for me was, I was so sure that I was giving up on my dream to ever meet the soulmate. If I, got a child, um, if I went forward with my dream to be a mom. And the truth is, it doesn't matter which order it's in. And I didn't realize that until I was pushed to take the first step. And the ironic thing is, when I did that, like I was having such a difficult time dating um, because I was truly looking for a needle in a haystack. And I'll explain that in a minute or like when we come back from break uh, in a minute or so. But Basically, I was looking for a needle in a haystack, stubborn as all get out, thinking this is how it's supposed to be in this order. And and as I said, it wasn't until someone said to me, just go take the first step, go to an orientation. And at that time, like I honestly didn't think I was going to pull the trigger anyway, because I still thought I was settling. And then when I sat in that room, that was, by the way, so depressing. I just looked at the phone book completely randomly to find, or not the phone book. I can't believe I just said phone book in the, um, online at a phone book equivalent, whatever. And, um, found Westside Children's Center seemed kind of close having an orientation kind of soon. I walked in there. It was so depressing. And they told me that with foster children, like you don't necessarily get to keep them. Like I'm going to be the mother to a baby, which is my biggest dream. And they could take the baby back from me. Talk about terrifying. Anyway, um, I'm going to explain more about that and what actually made me pull the trigger um, as soon as I come back from break. So please take these next couple minutes to think about what your dream is and then come back and I will tell you what got me over my fear. Change starts here. Change starts now. 
Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future. Future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So I'm talking about truly having it all. For me, that means that I am about to adopt a baby through foster care. And for you, I really would love for you to think about what that is and to start thinking about how to flip your thinking to to see if there's a place where you're blocking yourself. For me, it's been so blatantly obvious in recent months as I've gone through this process that I was shooting myself in the foot. Um, from the time I was 32, I told in the beginning that I was dating and And um, I probably was never available for anyone. I had some boyfriends. And when I did have those boyfriends, I was present for them. And I was a good girlfriend. And two of them even wanted to marry me. But they weren't, they just weren't the right people. And I won't go into that now. Um, They never would have lasted forever. But I wasn't really meeting people because I was so busy jumping on planes. I mean, heck, I watched the movie Up in the Air, Up in the Air. Like, I literally was on a plane. And I didn't realize that until around 38 when I kind of did a self-assessment and realized that I wasn't, 
I wasn't making time for life and balance. I mean, there were times where I hated weekends because nothing great could happen. Like I literally just liked working so much. And I wrote one of the biggest loser cookbooks literally in five weeks while traveling. Um, it was insane, but I would literally get up at two o'clock in the morning. I mean, I would wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, work until two o'clock in the morning, take melatonin to be able to go to sleep because my brain wouldn't stop and do it all over for five weeks straight while, as I said, flying. I was working on planes. I had a team of assistants interfacing with me all day long, helping me. It was crazy. And then I'm sitting there going, I don't have a boyfriend. Uh, duh. So anyway, I hit 38 and I really was like, wow, I always wanted to be a mom. And in my head at the time, the thought was always, oh, my career will take off. I'll meet some head of a network and get married to him. Like thinking I'd be around all these people who were pursuing dreams the way I was and who were successful and all of that. And it would be easy. Well, it's not so easy when you're not so present. And um, so none of that worked out. And since 38, God, dating is awkward. So, you know, I mean, you don't know how long you can have kids. Yes, some people can have them until 50. I've been told that I probably can't. Um, maybe I could, but I, it just, I mean, I always thought, you know, everyone said, I'm 46 now. People always say that, I can't believe I'm 46, how am I 46? Um, people always have told me that I look so young. And so I always walked around going, oh, I'm sure my insides are as young as my outsides, thinking that because people mistake me for 29 or 32 or even 35, that my eggs and all of that played along and are also 35. But I got a just harsh reality a few years ago when I went to a doctor and they're like, nope, sorry. And they too, though, had me come back twice because they're like, yeah, it doesn't seem possible that you'd be this far along, um, especially given your lifestyle and how healthy you are in every other way. But turns out like that's not, that's not, uh, I guess, I don't know. It's probably not in the cards for me to have a child at this point. So as I said, I went to Westside Children's Center and I almost walked out of the first orientation, to be honest, because they said that they could take a child back. Like there's no way to acquire a child through foster care without, without the risk of the parents taking them back unless you're like, wait, five to seven years, which I obviously don't want to do at my age. Um... Yes, I could do private adopting. I could go on. I mean, I could I could do a whole other show. And if anybody's interested, I'm more than happy to um, share my journey with you. Um, I There's an organization called Raise a Child um, that was started uh, many years ago by a gentleman, a gay man who wanted or who did adopt a child um, through foster care. And realized that gay people and single people thought that they couldn't get a child. Um, and the truth is, that's not true at all. It's actually easier for me as a single woman because when the social workers come, um, they do they have to do home study. And if there's a family of parents and kids, they have to individ they have to individually interview each person in the family to see if the the home is suitable for another child. Whereas with me, she only had to talk to one person. Um, but 
So anyway, if anybody's interested, check out Raise a Child. They help me with the process so much. They're parent advocates, like call me to see how things are going. It's crazy. It's awesome. Um, But also check out foster care in general because there's close to half a million children in in the country who need families. And what I was going to say about dating is I was walking around looking for a needle in a haystack. Here I was, 38, 40, 42, 44, saying, I want a guy who wants kids. Um, and yet I don't even know if I can have them. And looking back on that, like, is kind of crazy. And it put this pressure on dating. Like, I was never, and I was committed to never being one of those girls who on date two, contrary to every dating coach, will be like, ask on date two. If they don't want kids, you know, get out. And I'm like, that's a little early. So if I'd meet people online, or if I was doing that kind of dating, then I would ask before I even met them, because otherwise, what's the point? But if I wasn't, I would just kind of feel it out. Like you can go on five dates with someone and kind of figure out what their stance is on kids. Um, For me though, what happened to really push the envelope was I had a guy when I was around 40, I guess, 39 or 40, when I really still had a dream to have my own child. And he lied to me about having had a vasectomy. He already had kids. And before I even met him, I asked him, I was like, oh, you're probably done with kids. It probably doesn't make sense for us to meet. And he's like, no, no, I would totally have more. And like totally sold that he that he wanted kids, um, more kids. And then it turns out, like I caught him, um, that he had had a vasectomy. And again, I can elaborate on some of these stories if anybody's interested, but, um, but it was pretty devastating to me because I spent a number of months with him. And at that age, I was like looking like that was my priority. And, and I was just upset. So then I met another guy who was super sweet guy who had two young children. And by the way, I have played quote mom over the years to many kids. Um, I'm not going into this blind. I've dated a number of men with children and like totally fell in love with all the children. Um, so much so that I have always said that I would rather go to a club. I mean, not go to a club. I would rather have a slumber party for young girls any Friday night over going to a club. Um, I'm just not a big drinker. I'm not a dancer. And in dating these men who had children, I was absolutely right. Like I would make Panda cupcakes for one of the girls, like her first day of school to help her make friends. And, and because she loved pandas. Um, And just, I found myself like jumping into mom anytime I had an opportunity. So this other guy I met and he, um, he was newly out of a relationship, but it was over for a long time. He had two kids. He thought he wanted more or was open to more. And then in dating realized he wasn't ready for a relationship at all. So that one ended. Um, and that one, you know, that no, I mean, he wasn't a bad person. He was a great person. Um, and I still talk to him from time to time, but he just, you know, wasn't looking for what I was looking for. And then I had it happen again, similar situation. Um, and then I swore I was never dating another guy with kids. Like I just had to find a guy without kids, which at my age, by the way, I was dating younger because at 44, 45, you're like, you know, everybody has kids. I mean, I'm sure any of you who are 44, 45, your kids are probably going off to school now, like meaning college, which most of my girlfriends are empty nesting. Um, the ones that are my age 
and the men that I meet, like they have either grown kids or whatever, and they're not sure they want that. So I swore I wasn't doing that again. And then this uh, holiday season, I had met an executive who wound up calling me right after we met and told me that he had a friend that was perfect for me. And he just, he's like, it hit him like a ton of bricks. This guy is, he's a good guy. And he's like, we have so much in common that he just couldn't help, but tell him about me and he wanted to go out with me. So, okay, I'll take the bait. So I go online and I look him up and he is another expert who has this crazy positive message. Like I do, like I could literally have taken it. Like I just got the chills. Like, I could have taken his entire Facebook and, like, pushed it onto my Facebook page, and my fans would love all the material. So, but he did have teenagers. And I was like, well, I'll just go out with him. I'll be chill about it, whatever. We go out on, like, probably what was the most magical date I've been on um, in, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, on one hand... It was just so mentally stimulating that I couldn't sleep that night. Like, we met at 8. He had an hour drive. We met at 8. We didn't end the date until, like, 1 a.m. We were just talking. Um, We closed down a restaurant. Then we closed down a bar. And then I went home, and I was just, like, so wired. Like, it was like I was high. And long story short, um, a few dates in... Um, he asked me where I was on being a mom because he already had kids and, um, and he was being really honest about some things in his life. And basically, um, long story short, I told him that I was interested in adopting probably. And he was like, I would love to adopt with you. And I drilled him a little bit because I'd been through this before. And, and so there we go down the dating road. And we date for about three months and everything was great. We didn't see each other quite as much as I would have liked because we're both busy. But other than that, it was like kind of perfect-ish. And he was acting like I was the perfect girl and acting like it was as easy as I thought it was. And then all of a sudden, one night, we're sitting on my sofa. Um, I thought ready to go to dinner. And he makes this sad face. And like nothing about any conversation we ever had was sad. I'd just finished my book and, you know, things were great in my mind. Um, And we were even talking about next steps and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, sad face. And he's like, um, remind me what you said about being a mom. And the second those words came out of his mouth, honestly, I just started crying because I knew where he was going. It was yet another instance of, he wasn't wanting to have more kids and that's how it ended. You know, we talked for a while and I just am like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I can't, I know deep in my heart that I want kids. And as much as I thought he was a great person, his priority was his kids. And if I was around his kids, um, it would just make me sad that I'd missed out on something. And as much as I wanted to ignore that to be with him, I couldn't. Um, like I knew I couldn't, it wouldn't be fair to him. It wouldn't be fair to me. It wouldn't be fair to his kids. Um, and I mean, if they were two and three, that would have been a different thing, but at 13 and 16, it would just make me feel bad. So anyway, long story short, I took the step and I realized that I was just, um, like I was blocking myself at this point. And 
I'm going to have to wrap up here in a couple minutes, which is totally bumming me out because I really wanted to go deeper into the process and the statistics and all sorts of things. Um, I will tell anybody who is thinking of it that I hope you please do because having gone through the classes with foster care, um, it is amazing what these kids go through so much so that I am truly as passionate about that as I am um, about cooking now like you will hear more from me I'm about to start a blog um on the whole process but I also hope that people will send me prayers um for like that when I get a child that I get to keep the child because that is terrifying to me Granted, there are so many that if I lose a child, like, I could get another one. But we all know that's not the same. It's not like you can just replace a child with another child. Um, I've had to really dig deep and, you know, know that what I've heard from other parents who've done this is if you lose a child, you know that you've done a community service. So at first, like, the biggest dream in my life is going to be community service, which is scary as all get out. Um, but I just wanted to tell everybody here that I've been fearless in pursuing my dreams. Um, you know, obviously I was a small town girl from Pennsylvania. I, um, I came to LA by myself. I've gotten on TV. I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of. Many of which, if you told me when I was 21 that I would do, I would have been like, really? I was a New York Times bestseller. Um, but I've always fearlessly done that. So I owe it to myself as what I like to think as a voice and expert and role model for you to put as much energy and heart into becoming a mom um, as I possibly can um, since I feel so strongly. And I'm sure if you didn't believe me before, having me, I'm sure you can hear that I've been tearing up through much of this. Um, that I just have decided that although there was a 1% or less chance that I was ever going to make it on TV, there's a much greater chance that not only will I get it, I mean, I will get a child. Um, there's a much greater than that chance that I will get to keep the child. So why on earth would I not try? Um, and basically, that's where I am right now. So thank you so, so much for listening to my journey and for hearing me in a way that you haven't before and for being there for me and for taking this hour to consider what it is in your life that is the equivalent and digging deep and finding strength and not listening to statistics and not listening to crazy things, but to truly follow what's in your heart and get on that road to have it all. Thanks so much, everyone. I will be back with a guest next week. And uh, we'll be talking about much lighter things in the meantime. I hope you all Thanks have for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.